America, in the face of our common dangers. Make terms, make terms with the people. To prepare for any eventuality. To reform the entire structure of American government. Let it be said by our children's children that when we were tested, we refused to let this journey end. So we can make it again fully responsive to the needs and the wishes of the American people. You're listening to Coffee and Controlled Chaos. America. Good common sense and sound judgment. America. 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 Hello and welcome to Coffee and Controlled Chaos, a podcast where we will drink coffee and talk about the world. I'm your host, Maverick. And in this podcast, we will discuss politics and current events, foreign and domestic. I also hope that we can openly and honestly discuss our personal beliefs in a safe environment while also breaking down the process and reasoning behind the beliefs we hold. I am sitting here with a pot of Jasmine's Deep Thought Dark Roast Coffee. I drink it black, but that is not a criticism on anyone that prefers additives. It is just a personal preference. In this episode, we will not have a guest because I want to openly and directly discuss my beliefs with you before I introduce anyone else and their personal beliefs. If you feel that you have something to say on the podcast, or if you want to suggest a topic for a future episode, you can email me at coffeeandcontrolledchaos at gmail.com. Any comment you make to me will be strictly confidential, and your identity will not be shared on the podcast unless you specifically ask for a shout-out. I would like to preface this and every episode with my opinion on the two-party system and any form of sectionalism in this country. Firstly, let's break down the definition of sectionalism. Sectionalism is the restriction of interest to a narrow sphere, undue concern with local interest or petty distinctions at the expense of general well-being. My key takeaway from this is the expense of general well-being, while instead being concerned with the petty distinctions. In this country, we face many divisions that cut us into categories. Race, class, political party, left or right, east or west, north versus south, traditional versus progressive. While it has reached an all-time high, this division is not new. In George Washington's farewell address in 1796, he foresaw and warned of sectionalism dividing the country and causing larger-scale problems. While he encouraged for citizens to voice their opposition to policies they disapproved of in peaceful ways, he also discouraged and urged Americans away from political parties. Then 65 years later, after his speech, there was a civil war that divided the nation. Today, I will be talking to you about the events of January 6, 2021. That would be the day of the raid on the Capitol building. I will also discuss the events leading up to that day and the events following that day. On the day of the raid, hundreds of Trump supporters rallied outside of the Capitol building protesting the results of the 2020 presidential election. Congress convened inside that building to validate Joe Biden's presidential victory. The building was put into a lockdown after these demonstrators fought their way past the guarded barricades into the building in an attempt to stall the certification of the election results. Dressed in Trump 2020 merchandise, they ransacked the building, wreaking havoc in the halls and looting the offices of our nation's top advisors. Thankfully, the lawmakers from the Senate and House had been evacuated prior to their insurrection. During this rebellious act, the criminals took their time to pose for pictures and shoot videos of themselves, seemingly fearless of legal retaliation. After three to four hours, Capitol Police and the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department were able to get the situation under control using riot gear and tear gas. Sadly, four people died in this attack. One woman, who was shot in the chest inside the Capitol building, 
Two men and another woman also died in separate medical emergencies. Never in my lifetime have I seen such a direct assault on democracy and from within our own nation. It saddens me to see those domestic terrorists parade through the halls of such a historical building, chanting and raving about an election they believed was unjust. Prior to the events at the Capitol, President Trump held a rally two miles up the road at the Ellipse. In this rally, he boasted at the hundreds of thousands of people that were in attendance. In the middle of a pandemic, when we've been advised not to have large meetings. Wonderful. During his speech, he repeatedly claimed that the election was rigged and stolen from them, claiming that the emboldened radical left stole it from them and that they would never give up and they would never concede. He also claimed that he would lay out evidence to undoubtedly prove that he was the rightful winner of that election. His evidence was an unsubstantial conversation between him and the alleged real poll workers who claimed he won. He goes on pandering for a while, then he turns and says that Vice President Pence said, they could win it if they sent the vote back to the states to recount. The states that he claimed wanted the recount anyway. He then says, rather than doing that, it takes more courage to do nothing. And that's exactly what he is doing. <laughs> Next, he spends time discussing cancel culture and the monuments that he claims to defend before circling back to the Democrats have gotten away with voter fraud for years even though the majority of the Senate is Republican and the Republicans in the House are only underrepresented by 11 votes out of the 435. He then boasts about the amount of people that he has gotten elected into various offices, at least 24 of them, he says, but then he doesn't list them because he doesn't want to bore us. Well, he definitely didn't bore, because next he went on about the outrageous election that he supposedly won at 10 o'clock in the evening before all of the BS votes came out of nowhere. Well, let me tell you, Mr. President, when you encourage your voters not to use the mail-in voting process, odds are they won't. But when the opposition utilizes that, you can't act surprised. But I digress. With all the aggravated rhetoric, along with his tweets and prior comments about the election being unjustly stolen and the fact that they needed to fight in order to win this election, it is no surprise that they followed his commands. Now, I'm not saying that he consciously led these people to attack, but I am saying that he incited them and pushed them to the brink of it. Since this attack, lawmakers from both parties condemned the actions, labeling them unacceptable and called for peace. Joe Biden took to social media stating that the scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not represent who we are. What we are seeing is a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent, but disorder. It borders on sedition and it must end now. A very reasonable reaction to what happened. Vice President-elect Harris supported his statement in a tweet of her own, quoting him with, Allow the work of democracy to go forward. And that's exactly what it is. The heart of democracy is a smooth transition of power. And after what I've seen this past year, they might have to drag President Trump out kicking and screaming. Many others took to social media, including Mike Pence, who all but demanded that the violence stop and the perpetrators face justice. I applaud Vice President Pence for his diplomacy, especially considering what the president tweeted. President Trump said, These are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. 
Go home with love and peace. Remember this day forever. Doesn't sound much like a condemnation to me. And it doesn't sound like disapproval either. After this event and his comments, Twitter, along with 14 other social media platforms, have banned or restricted Trump's accounts. This should become a standard throughout politicians. The petty and personal jabs back and forth need to stop at every level of politics, especially at the highest level. I hope the next president sets a better standard for how a president should act, but President-elect Biden isn't blameless either. The day after this event, Biden took to social media to say that if it had been a group of Black Lives Matters protesters, it would have ended very differently. Republican Dan Crenshaw retweeted this, calling it disgusting and divisive. And while I agree with Biden's statement and recognize the racial injustices in this country, I also have to agree with U.S. Representative Crenshaw. This post was ill-timed and said in a way meant to create distance between the two groups. Disgusting and divisive. While I aspire to be a politician, I must say that I do hope to act louder than I speak. And to all current and future politicians out there, detach yourself from social media and reach out to the ones around you. Because when you represent a group of people, your personal statements become political statements. As this event grows more distant, many more officials have begun removing or distancing themselves from Trump's team. One of which, former Attorney General Bill Barr, claimed that Trump has betrayed his office by inciting this violence. Alongside Barr, multiple secretaries, chiefs of staffs, Special assistants, advisors, secretaries, and even cabinet members have resigned. But with growing calls for his removal, President Trump had an astounding change of heart. He spoke out condemning the perpetrators and assuring that there will be an orderly transition on January 20th. Top officials, Democratic and Republican alike, call for Trump's removal through the 25th Amendment impeaching him and putting Pence in control until the inauguration of Joe Biden. So with his team abandoning him and his enemies calling for his removal from office, President Trump gets backed into a corner, coming out with a statement of an entirely different tone. Trump said, America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy to those who engaged in acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent this country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. This message was a leap and a bound from his earlier message of, we love you, you are special, only a day prior. This is the message that the president should have sent out immediately. This only goes to show his lack of candor and the willful ignorance that has reigned over this country for four years. Undoubtedly written by a member of his staff, this message goes to show what can be done when he follows the cue cards. In summation, chaos ensued due to the negligence of a sore loser after four years of him running this country. This same sore loser has promised to be on his best behavior to avoid getting kicked out. Some may ask, why should we kick him out with only a week or so left? To them I would say, why should we do anything? to set a standard. If you avoid doing something because it won't last long, then relatively, you won't do anything. Why kick him out? Because we should. Because that will show the delusional crowd that siege war in his name that he isn't the good guy in the story, that he isn't a role model, 
and he isn't their savior. Many also point out the similarities between this attack and other riots and acts of vandalism carried out in this past year, specifically those following Black Lives Matter protests. I plan to have a full-length episode to discuss this with a not-yet-selected guest star, but for now, all I will say is, if you stood against it then, you should stand against it now. I personally do not condone the violence, vandalism, or riots in either situation, but I can identify the differences between the messages of both events. BLM stands against unfair treatment and police brutality. The Capitol Hill rioters only stand against an election outcome they don't agree with. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coffee and Controlled Chaos. I hope to have another episode out very soon. If you have something to add, a suggested topic, or if you want to be in a future episode, you can email me at coffeeandcontrolledchaos at gmail.com. I've had a lot of fun looking into this. I'm really excited to get this series going. But for now, the cup's empty, so I guess it's over. Till next time. America! 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 Our economy. Make terms. Make terms with the people. Prepare for any eventuality. To reform. Democratic system. by our children's children that when we were tested, we refused to let this journey end. So we can make it again fully responsive to the needs and the wishes. Pride of the American people. Our common days. Good common sense and sound judgment. Justice. America, 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 America,